0: Hey, hey, Fire Starters, welcome back to the Females on Fire podcast. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday, rest season, time with family, time with friends, whatever it is you did. I hope that you had a great time. We had a wonderful week off that I am so, so grateful for, but I'm really glad to be back. So I wanted to, for our last official Wednesday episode of 2022. I felt like it needed to be something a little different, something a little special. So I wanted to share with you some things that worked for my business this year and some things that didn't work for my business this year. So I'm going to share with you 12 things that did and didn't work along with where I'm going to be putting my focus in 2023 three. So you may care, you may not, but I just wanted to give you a little insight into what's actually really going well and what we've seen trending and working in the marketing space and working in our business so that you can maybe take some ideas from that and what hasn't worked and see if it applies to your business. So are you ready for the very last Wildfire Wednesday episode of this year? I know I am. So let's dive on in. Hey there, gorgeous. And welcome to the females on fire podcast, the place to be. If you're an audacious dreaming woman, ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley, and together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey, wanna know a secret? We've got a good one for you. Females on Fire is going live and in person with our first ever Females on Fire conference. And we want you to join us. Come join us in Dallas, Texas, August 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level. This is not your mama's business conference, and we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days, but we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises, and of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference. A full day of business, a full day of personal growth, learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the females on fire conference is all about. And we wanted to make it affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again and with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com and join us in Dallas next August for the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. All right, let's get right on into it because I feel like I'm going to want to talk about all of these so much. This could end up being a really long episode. I don't want it to be crazy long and bore you to death. So we're gonna dump just jump right into it. Um, I really want to talk about just a couple of things that have stuck out to me, just in thinking about how the year has gone. And then also just like looking back at the data and the numbers of how this year has gone for myself, this business for females on fire as a whole. Um And so some things stuck out to me and I've got six things that really worked. Six things that I think went really, really well for us. And six things that absolutely did not, (laughs) that didn't. Um, So I want to share those 12 things with you because I'm not just saying it to brag or to be like, oh, look how we did this or how we did that. I really believe that there's there's things to be learned out of this that are going to really really apply to you and your business in 2023. So that's why I want to share this and then I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit about what we're going to be focusing on in the coming year and what I think is going to be um really influential in your business and in the marketing space. So the first thing that did work this year in our business um for me it was getting into rooms and I know I, I preach this to you all the time. Um, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you're going to roll your eyes because you've heard me say this so many times, but you've got to get in the room. You have to get in the room. It's so important. And you have to be willing to make investments in yourself and in your business. And I did a crazy, crazy, crazy amount of that this year. I was in, uh, when, when the year kicked off, I was in uh, a mastermind already. And then I ended up renewing another round of that mastermind while also doing two other masterminds. So all in all, I was in like four rounds of masterminds this year. I worked with a lot of coaches. I uh, invested in a lot of different things, including a lot of retreats, a lot of conferences, um, just a lot of rooms that I needed to be in. I went to a lot of networking events just did a lot of things where I was able to get myself in the room. Number one, to be mentored and taught by people in this space that I just genuinely admire and respect and look up to and value their opinion. And, um, they're farther along than me. So I wanted to learn from, but number two, to just network with the other people like me that were there that were also wanting to learn. And I, I honestly, I can't tell you how big of a deal that has been. Um, I've always been a big believer of investing in yourself, investing in your business, getting in the room, but this year, um, the, the compound interest on, on doing that for so long, really, really paid off for me. Uh, so I, I wanted to mention that first and foremost, because, As you start to plan your year, if there are programs that you've been kind of on the fence about, if there are coaches that you've wanted to hire, but you're just not sure if the money is worth it, if you are thinking about going to some conferences, but you're trying to figure out like what's going to be a good investment, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely make those investments in yourself and your business because they will pay off. Number one, I am so much farther along and know so much more now because of who I've been mentored by this year. Uh, number two, I have so many more friends and connections and colleagues that I now get to, uh, collaborate with and just, you know, go through life and go through business with, which is amazing. And number three, it got me so many clients. I got so many clients. You guys, I have gotten clients from literally walking into a conference, sitting in the audience, the person next to me and I started talking and it turns out they really needed what I had to offer and we ended up working together. So. A hundred percent, this is a great investment, regardless of what it is that you're looking for, just invest in the right programs, the right mentors, the right coaches, the right conferences, et cetera, um, for you and for where you are in your business. But that is number one of what absolutely worked this year. literally, the growth that we have seen would not be possible without the rooms that I got into this year and the people that I got to know. So that's number one, because it is by far the biggest one on this list. Uh, the first thing that didn't work, what didn't work, um, this is kind of funny coming off of, um, the past couple months where I've been away from the podcast and social media. So, um, that is pretty evident of what I'm about to say, but just trying to do everything, and show up for everything and everybody, and not actually schedule time off. That did not work. <laughs> we are not doing that again in 2023. Um, because I was in so many masterminds, and I was traveling so much, and I had clients, I had speaking engagements, I had all of these different things going on that we were launching and trying and and starting. It really it pushed me to the brink of burnout, and I talked about this a couple episodes back. When I came back to the podcast and I kind of gave you an update of where I've been, what's been going on, um, where the podcast is going, what you can expect, all of those things. I talked about being pushed to what I felt like was the brink of burnout. And then my August was so crazy, so crazy, uh, so much travel, so much going on. We had our summit. I was speaking. I had other conferences. There was a lot. we, We were touring venues for our conference that we had not even announced yet. Um, It was just a lot. And because I was already on the brink of burnout and then engaging in all of these incredible rooms and all of these incredible opportunities and had not scheduled time off for myself, I decided very impromptu to take a week off for myself at the beginning of September. And a week ended up turning into like three months. And not that I was off those whole three months. I was working with clients. I was doing lots of things. But I was away from social media and the podcast because I was so burnt out physically, mentally, mentally, emotionally that I just couldn't come back and do it. So a hundred percent, like make sure it's okay. If you want to do a lot of things, there are seasons for that. I had my season this year, but make sure you're also scheduling that opposite season where you have a little more time on your hands. You get to rest a little more. You're not constantly in hustle mode and go 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 mode and and that you're scheduling that time because otherwise you're going to do exactly what I did you're going to push yourself to the edge of burnout i know we hear that all the time and we like to pretend like oh i know how to avoid burnout i'll be fine but i did too and here we are so it happens it happens to the best of us it happens to everybody because you get really really excited about what you're doing and what you're creating and the potential that it all has and if you don't take a step back and say, "You know what? no, I, I'm loving having my foot on the gas, but I just need like one quick rest stop, then you're gonna end up just slamming on the brakes and shutting down and then not knowing how to come back from that. So that didn't work. What else did work? Making faster decisions. Um, so this is kind of a weird thing to put on this list, but I feel like it's super, super relevant. A lot of the investments that I made this year, the rooms that I decided to get in, the, um, not necessarily so much the things we decided to launch, but just deciding to launch faster than we planned on some things or um, just like create things in a way where we were able to put them out sooner, um, even if they wouldn't be perfect. That benefited me so, so much this year. So 100%. I really believe like if you're going to be successful and if you want a lot of money coming in and a lot of brand authority for what you do and you want new opportunities, you've got to be willing to make quick decisions, really, really quick decisions. And I'm not telling you to go spend thousands of dollars, traveler around the country and launch a new program without ever giving any of it a second thought. That's totally not what I'm saying, but you've got to be willing to make quick decisions right? So you need to know where you're at. You need to know where your business is at and know if something is right for you or not and make fast decisions on it and not allow yourself to hesitate and to backtrack and talk yourself out of launching the thing, doing the thing, investing in the thing, and instead sit there and say, well, I'll do it next time. Or no, I have to make this perfect first. We want to make faster decisions and start actually moving forward on things, even if we don't feel totally ready. And that's absolutely a lot of what I did this year. And it really, really, really paid off because it got me so many more opportunities than if I had just held back and said, no, let's, let's make it perfect first or no, let's do this first. So just be hyper aware of where you are um, in your journey and in your business journey and where your business is at and what it really needs right now. So that you can make those quick decisions when they come up and end up profiting more opportunity off of it. Something else that, um, did not work (laughs) for me at all, um, was summer launches. And now this is a weird one. This absolutely may not apply to you at all, but this one was really interesting to me because it was something that. I didn't really think would go poorly and kind of did. And now I'm going back and kind of looking at the data to figure out why. And so I'm going to kind of tell you why, because I don't want you to just think that I'm like anti summer or don't believe in summer launches. They absolutely work for a lot of people. Here's the thing for me personally, I was looking at each individual thing that I wanted to launch this year and saying, okay, like our mini mind, for example, well, we want to launch that like three times this year. We want to run three rounds of it. Okay. So we're going to do this date, this date, and this date for our launches. And that's great. If you're planning all of that out, here's where the problem came in because I was just looking at, okay, we want to launch the mini mind three times this year. Here's the dates we're going to do it. I didn't pay attention to, okay, we're going to launch this at the end of May, beginning of June and in June, I've got to start really rocking and rolling to get our August summit together. Um, and so, because I had so much more going on, it made it really impossible for me to actually put a 100% effort into any one thing. So I'm not against summer launches, but for me personally, summer was a really bad time to launch because we had our summit coming up. There was a lot going on for me over the summer personally. Um, A lot of my clients were having to um, schedule at their uh, coaching calls and things at weird times because they were on summer vacations and all of that with their kids. So it was just a weird season. And had I really paid attention to that early on and looked at the big picture instead of just those tiny details, um, I I wouldn't have chosen to try to launch a program, you know, around that time. So I'm not anti-summer launches. I'm simply telling you summer launches didn't work for me because it was a big picture moment. So as you go into 2023 and you start planning launches and you start planning where you're going to do this and do that. Make sure, you know, even if you don't have a summit coming up and you're not trying to work a launch around that, are you speaking somewhere? Are you trying to, um, guest on a lot of podcasts, right. In hopes of, of, um, promoting the launch that you have coming up. Okay. Well, you need to get on the podcast, like way ahead of that launch. I mean, just making sure that you're planning that stuff out as efficiently as possible so that you don't end up in a season where. You do have too much going on. You feel like you're pulled in all different directions and you can't give any one thing your 100% effort. So I know we all know to do one thing at a time, but most of us don't listen. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I know I don't. It's fine if you're not going to do one thing at a time, but you've got to bear down and be able to give one thing a hundred percent of your effort. So even if you have other things coming up, other things going on, Making sure that you've built in the right amount of time to dedicate 100% effort to everything is going to be really, really important to your success. So those summer launches just, they didn't work for me this year. We'll we'll see what happens next year. Uh, Another thing that did work, and I just kind of mentioned this, so it's a little more obvious, I think, but um, again, this may not be for you, but for us, our summits. Our summits were oh my gosh, they're amazing! They're so amazing. We uh, we ran two of them this year, and um, our our August summit crossed a thousand people. And I, I'm so I'm so freaking proud of that, you guys. We got a thousand attendees. We had more sponsors than ever. We um, had more speakers than ever. We had we were able to um, bring spark speakers together, which are the women who. Uh, maybe aren't necessarily speakers, but they really have some knowledge they want to share. And they they don't normally apply to be a speaker, but we wanted to give them that opportunity. We had more of them than ever. We did giveaways and bonuses and all of these things. And it was amazing. Um, and it really, really worked. It worked in February. It worked in August. It's really what drove us to decide to finally do an in-person conference next year. But we're still going to do our virtual summit in February. We still really want to do that because it's such a great opportunity for women all over the world to be a part of this and learn from this. And we've gotten such great feedback. It's a great revenue driver for us. It's a great uh, connection builder for us and, and networking tool for me and for my friends that I get to put on our virtual stage. They network with each other. It's great. Our attendees get to network. They learn so much. It's so awesome. So these summits are really, really working for us. Um, What I do foresee, not telling you to run out and start a virtual summit, what I do foresee is more events being really popular in 2023, whether it's a masterclass or a virtual summit or an in-person retreat or conference. Um, I think those are just going to continue to get more and more and more popular. But I do think those in-person events are just going to be an even bigger deal, which is why we've decided to move forward and do our females on power conference in person in Dallas in August. So I hope you'll be there, grab your ticket, but I really think those in-person events are what everybody is really, really craving now. Um, so I, I just think we're going to see so, so, so much more of those. Uh, so if you have an opportunity, if it works with your business model to do some kind of event virtual or in person, Absolutely. Like, figure that out, give it a try, because I really think those are just going to get more and more popular. Uh, another thing that did not work. <laughs> Speaking of summits, this one blew my mind. And again, if you don't run events, then this may not apply to you, but take what you will from it. Um, what something that actually did not work for me was launching off the back of our summit. Uh, so what do I mean by that? I mean we would run our summit and during the summit, talk about the thing that we were about to launch. So this year we did that twice, and both times we talked during the summit constantly about our mini mind program. And then on like the last day of the summit, we sent out a big email, said that the doors were open. And we really, really thought that that would work. And a lot of people would would jump into the mini mind because they got so much value out of the summit. Now, keep in mind, the mini mind is like a $2,000 program. So you're attending a free summit and then we're asking you to jump in a $2,000 program. I was told by so many people, and this this goes to show that sometimes things work for some people and not others. I was told by so many people that this was an absolutely genius way to do this, that they were gonna get so much value out of the summit that uh, the $2,000 program would be a no brainer. We had payment plans, so that was fine. You know, launching right off the back of the summit when everybody was super hyped up was the way to go. It, I, I, here's the thing. I don't wanna say that it didn't work because technically it did, technically it did work. However, it did not work the way that I wanted it to and it left me feeling even more exhausted because i just put together this entire summit i hosted it for 4 days straight i mean that's a lot of work and it's exhausting and then instead of coming off of that and getting to celebrate rest a little be proud of what we did i had to immediately go into launch mode what also happened on the on the customer side of it our attendees got so much value out of this summit, which is amazing. That's exactly what we want, but it is four days straight of tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of content. So they by day four are getting maybe slightly overwhelmed with the amount of content that they've consumed, or they've missed some of the content. Now they're trying to figure out how to go back and rewatch it and find time to dig into all of these different sessions. So they're, they're focused on that value, not the value that we could potentially give them in the mini mind, right? So we didn't give them enough time to actually go implement what they learned at the summit and see that it worked to see how much value they really got out of it and then decide to work with us. So I'm not saying that I'm never going to launch off the back of the summit again, but If I do, I'm going to be really careful about what it is that we're launching off the back of it and how we're actually approaching it. And when we're opening the doors and closing the doors to the thing. So that's going to be really important to me in 2023, thinking about our February summit, I'm already thinking about, okay, this is what we're going to be promoting during the summit. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to approach it so that I don't burn out, we don't burn out the attendees. It's an easy yes for them that makes the most sense. So just a thought, if if you can apply that to your business, awesome, but it was really, really amazing to me, very interesting to me because I had heard from so many people, both colleagues of mine who are you know kind of around my same level, and mentors of mine who are very much farther along than me, that this was a great way to go. And it ended up for us personally and for me personally, not actually being the best decision per se. So again, just something to think about. All right, back to what did work. Another thing that I found really fascinating this year and got, uh, really into, but didn't even get into it as much as I like should have. Um, and I'm really going to be digging into in 2023 is my text list. So if you don't have a text list, very similar to an email list, literally just you're texting your audience instead of emailing them. Um, I know I started hearing so much about text lists from my mentors earlier this year. And I decided that I wanted to get in on this early. I wanted this to be something that I really paid attention to. And I bought in, I I got the tool, I did the thing. And I, this ended up falling off for me a little bit. If I'm just being really super transparent, um, in those like three months where I disappeared from social media and the podcast for the most part. I I fell off the text list too. But in the little bit of time this year that I actually dedicated to doing a text list, it got me several clients. It got several people into our programs. It created a way more engaged uh summit back in August. So this is something I'm really excited about for the future of marketing. I still love email marketing. I'm a big supporter of email marketing. I think it works. But I love The almost coziness of a text list, because everybody, we get so many emails and I know you probably get a lot of text messages too, from your friends and your family, and maybe even marketing texts. But right now, the comparison of getting a text message versus getting an email, they're just, it's so wildly different. You are bombarded with emails all day, every day, text messages are way less. The open rates on text lists are incredibly higher than the open rates for email marketing. So I am really excited about my text lists and about text marketing, SMS marketing, whatever you want to call it, in, in 2023. Because I really see that being a really cool revenue generator, a really cool way to connect with our community and a really cool way to continue to um, just put new things out there and make sure that um, everybody knows what's going on in the Females on Fire community. So very excited about that. If you are not on the text list, you need to get on the text list. Um, So literally just text me hi to 910-541-9177. And you can hop on the text list and get to chat with me that way. I think it's super cool. I've had legitimate, like long conversations with people um, and and gotten to kind of coach some people that way. We've gotten to announce a lot of things that way. It's, It's just been really, really cool and really worked for us. We definitely saw some money come out of it. Definitely saw an ROI on it. So I'm really excited to dig even deeper into that in 2023. Something else that did not work for me, um, (laughs) speaking of text lists, like I said, I still am a big believer in email marketing and this year I, so I've always done a certain amount of batching my content, whether it's podcasts or social media or whatever. One thing I've never really batched is email content. And I should know better. Let's let's just be real. I should know better. Um, but I've really never had to in the past. The only time I've ever batched email content was for a launch or for a summit. Like if we had a summit coming up, that's the only time I've batched email content. This year, I got so busy. There was so much going on that... Because I had not batched the in-between email content, the stuff that's not launches, that's not summits, that's not like selling things, it didn't go out. <laughs> uh, let's just be honest. Like I barely sent any emails to my email list this year other than trying to sell to them. And we all know that that's a big no-no, right? Like that's a huge no to just pop into people's inboxes to sell. So not batching that email content it really did me a huge disservice and that's something that i'm really uh going to fix in the new year and making sure that we've got some you know weekly newsletter or something like that that is going out that is consistent that is really easy for for us to batch so that that's not falling to the wayside and it's not something that i end up at the end of the year going oh no i forgot Right? So, um, that's just you know that was on me, but that's a nice reminder for you to make sure that where you can, you're batching that content, creating that content, whatever type of content it is, in a way that it's gonna stay consistent, right? And, you know, for me, this year was a big reminder that I can't be consistent at every single thing all the time. Um and I've been consistent for years. So the break was long overdue. But still, it this could have been an even bigger year for us if that consistency had, you know, stayed in place and that had been something that I had prepared for ahead of time. Another thing that did work was, and some of you may want to tune out immediately because this might be like your whole business, but hear me out for a second. Uh, another thing that did work was actually ditching My done for you services. So going into this year, Luckadoo Media was still my company. It is still my company. I run everything under the Luckadoo Media LLC, but Luckadoo Media was still my company and it was an agency. And we did done for you services like social media management and podcast editing and all of these different services. And I really, My heart wasn't super in it anymore in the sense that I still loved podcasts. I still loved social media. I loved giving advice on those things, but I really didn't want to sit there and be editing somebody else's podcast anymore. Happy to edit my own was getting kind of burnt out on editing other people's. Um, I actually got some advice from a coach to not disband the agency and instead just like hire a bunch of uh, like, you know, college intern level people and, and pay them just a certain percentage of the packages or whatever, and keep it running without myself having to do any of the work. But that didn't fill in alignment. It really didn't. And would that have made me more money? Sure. Probably. Would that have probably run pretty well and we would have had somebody to oversee all the operations of it. And I could have been very hands off and, and still making money from it and building even more brand awareness. Sure. But it didn't feel in an alignment. And it felt like the wrong move for me personally, especially with where I was at. So I really had considered heavily going into this year how do I step away from this? but I really didn't know how. And then the push came when our oldest client, oldest meaning like longest with us, uh, our oldest client for done for you services decided, um, I guess she didn't decide. She just went on maternity leave basically, and was no longer going to be doing her podcast. And we had edited her podcast and and done all this stuff for years. Um, And so when she emailed me to say, it's time, and I've loved working with you guys, but I'm stepping away, it felt like the big shove that I needed to finally say, okay, it's time. So I ended up referring our clients out to other incredible people that I know, and we stopped doing done for you services. I do have uh vip days where it's more of a done with you kind of thing i still do coaching which i absolutely love we run our programs but stepping away from these done for you services gave me the opportunity to launch a lot of the things that we launched this year and to be able to step away and go be part of several masterminds at once um and just have all of the opportunities that i had and i'm feeling so stoked about it. like i'm I'm still so happy we did this, even knowing that it could have made us some more money. I'm totally happy with it. And that is absolutely not to tell you that done for you services is not the way to go or if you own an agency, you should just like totally disband your agency or like anything like that. Not what I'm telling you. What I think the lesson in there is is regardless of if it can make you money. Regardless of if you have mentors telling you this is the way to do it, listen to your gut and pay attention to those, those cues that you're given that tell you that it's time to move on. It doesn't make you a quitter. It makes you somebody who's scaling the type of business that you want to scale. And for me, I knew that even if I was super hands-off, and we had other people actually doing the services and we had somebody to oversee the operations. And I was basically just collecting a paycheck off of that agency. That agency would still hold space in my brain. And I would still want to check in often with whoever was running operations to make sure everything was running smoothly. I would still be paying attention to the numbers because hello, good business owner. That's just what you do. It would still be on my brain, and. In allowing it to sit on my brain and allowing it to take up space, I would not have been able to hold space and hold capacity for all the opportunities that I did this year. So for me, it was the best move. And I, I listened to my gut and then I listened when those cues slapped me in the face and said, now is the time. So whatever your gut is telling you and whatever those cues you're getting are, please listen. Listen. Please know yourself better than other people know you. Please like, yes, listen to your mentors. They're amazing. But their word is not law, right? Like their way is, it's not their way or the highway. Their way is not the only right way to do it. So if you're feeling that really strong pull that you've got to go a different direction, go your way, go your direction. I'm not telling you it works 100% of the time, but I'm telling you that eventually it gets you where you need it to go, right? So that's my big, big lesson. Uh, for this one. Um, Another thing that did not work was, (laughs) this is going to be weirdly worded, but I, I don't know how else to say it. Automating some things, but not others. So I love automation. I love systems. I love getting that stuff into place. I have a lot, a lot of that stuff in place, but because we were chasing so many new opportunities this year, launching so many new things and all of that. I had a lot of things on autopilot. I had a lot of things automated, but I didn't stress enough automating the new things that were coming up in our business. I was like, oh, we'll just do it for now. We'll automate it later. And it ended up actually, I think, kind of backfiring because there actually came a point this year where somebody bought into something from us, and I couldn't remember if that was one of the things that was automated or not. And I had to waste a lot of time going in and checking to make sure that this particular thing that was being bought into actually had email sequences set up and actually like all the links worked and the content was delivered and everything was there. So having that extra stress of not even knowing if my own things were automated or not, maybe you're sitting there like you're just a dumb business owner. Like that's just a super dumb move. It was kind of a dumb move, honestly, but I had always had everything automated and because things were so, some things were so new It was just like, oh, well, we know how important automation is, but let's just get through this first round of it and then we'll automate, or let's get through this and then we'll automate. And that was actually a really poor decision. So prioritize creating systems, automating things, creating workflows and processes and SOPs, standard operating procedures for your business as early on as you can, even if the thing is very new. Because it gives you the stress reliever of knowing that your stuff is done and knowing that your stuff is taken care of and not having to question if it was one of the things on your list that you were supposed to take care of, but hadn't yet, especially in a really, really busy season. So for me, automating is amazing. Systems are amazing, but only having part of it automated was not good. Um, so definitely going into 2023 i'm gonna make sure that stuff is a little bit better prepared uh before we launch you know it's great to just make fast decisions like i said and launch and put things out there before they're perfect but there's a fine line between not perfect and not ready so i am now looking through the lens of in order to be considered ready doesn't have to be perfect. But it does have to have some kind of system where I'm not sitting around after somebody purchases something questioning if they're actually being delivered the things that we promised. So that was a big one for me this year. Last couple of things. Another thing that did work, my final thing that did work, um, and I'll keep this one short because I could talk about this one all day and everybody's going to have a very different opinion of it. But this is what worked for me this year. I'm just sharing it with you. Um, I put more of an effort into affiliate marketing than I did ad spend. So when I say affiliate marketing, I don't mean necessarily mean me being an affiliate for people, even though that's great too. Um, I mean, actually having affiliates for the things that we were launching and selling and creating. And I put way more money, way more effort, way more time into having affiliates for our own things. and making sure they got great commissions and giving them all the right materials and and notice and um, content and all of those things to do a really great job promoting for us and then spending money on you know giving them bonuses or doing fun things for them um, that would make them wanna continue to sell for us later down the road versus dropping a lot of money on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Pinterest ads, et cetera. Um, if you've been around for a minute, You might know that I'm a big, big, big believer in organic marketing. I do not teach ads at all. I do think ads work. I think ads are amazing. If you already have the organic marketing piece down and you've got those systems and processes in place, you've got a solid audience, you know where you're going, you know where you're at and you go work with the right person for ads. Then I think they're great. Most people, I really believe skip too much of the organic marketing part and they jump straight into ads and then they don't see the biggest ROI from it that they should because of the way that they did it. So for me, uh, this year was big on not putting a lot of money into that ad spend and instead finding another way to be really organic by digging deeper into affiliate marketing. I've always loved affiliate marketing for myself with other companies, events, businesses, programs, et cetera. So um, this was not the first year that we had affiliates for our things, but I really feel like we upped our game with our affiliates this year. And that's, again, something I'm even more excited to dig into uh, in the coming year. Last thing that did not work for me this year, and I this is really just a fun one. Um, I'm I'm putting this on here for fun. It's not that it actually didn't work. It's just that I didn't find the time to do it. Um, but so many of you (laughs) have asked me about this and about how this process is going and I never have a good answer for you. So I thought I would just address it straight up in the podcast. Um, one thing that didn't work for me this year is writing the dang book. (laughs) Uh, so if you don't know, I announced, uh, last year, I guess, I, I don't even know how long it's been at this point. I've been, I've been writing a book. For several years now, just little by little, I really haven't written much of it. Um, When you think about the fact that I've been writing for like years, Um, but I announced it last year and uh, really wanted to go hard on it this year, get an agent, do the traditional publishing thing, all of that. And that process ended up being like way, way slower than I anticipated. And I just haven't made a lot of progress on it. So, It's just funny. I just, I thought I'd put it on here kind of for fun because book writing definitely did not work for me this year. It did not do me any favors. Um, but I'm mainly just putting it on there because a lot of you ask about it. And I, I think that's hilarious. Um, I love that you're invested in this and that you're waiting for the book. So that's super cool. Uh, I'm definitely going to put more of a focus on it in 2023, but, uh, it just didn't happen in 2022. So there you go. So, Those are my things of what did and didn't work. Um, So I kind of talked about all of this as I went through, but to kind of sum it up, I'm putting my focus in a couple different places in 2023. Number one, those in-person events and in-person networking, Um, both as a business owner running things, like obviously we have our in-person Females on Fire conference coming up. We've got some other fun things in the pipeline we're excited about that are in-person. But also just for myself, again, just getting in the room, going to more networking events, going to more conferences, going to more retreats, um, and putting myself in the position to meet the right people and make the right opportunities, even more so than I did uh, this last year. Uh, The text list, like I said, I'm going to be digging way more into that. I love it. I think it's cool. I think it's the next big thing. So really gonna start digging into the text list and seeing what we can do and what we can create with that. Uh, Writing the dang book, like I said, I just, I wanna get back into that. I wanna get that process rolling again. And um, I'm just really excited for announcements that I have coming about that as I start to get back into that process. And then finally, just creating even deeper funnels and longer customer experiences. So we've got some really great programs. We've got uh, great free stuff. We've got great low ticket stuff. We've got great mid ticket stuff, high ticket stuff, you know, really good funnels in place for females on fire as a whole. But I never want our customers wondering what the next step is. I never want the women in our community wondering like, okay, I've done all the programs now what? So just continuing to add on to those things and give them that next step and keep them with us longer, uh, is going to be a really important piece of the puzzle for me in 2023. So it's something we're really putting a big focus on this coming year. So, oh, that was a long episode. (laughs) I hope that maybe this helped you with just getting an idea of, you know, from a marketing perspective, from a business perspective, what worked for us, what didn't work for us, where we're headed in 2023, so that you can take that and take those little nuggets that do apply to you and go apply it to your own business. And I hope you got a little bit of insight into what I think is going to be trending for the marketing space and for businesses in the coming year so that you can go ahead and start applying that now and really get ahead of the game and really get the ball rolling as you kick off a new year and start trying to figure out like what you want to invest in, what you want to launch, where you want to go, what goals you want to accomplish. So I hope it was helpful. Uh, I just thought it'd be a fun episode for our last Wednesday episode of 2022. I cannot believe it. Ah, so, uh, hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I always love our time together. I will be back on Friday with a fire Fridays episode, our last one of the year. And after that, it'll be 2023, baby. Like the next time I'll, I mean, literally after that fire Fridays, the next time I'll be talking to you, it'll be 2023. I cannot believe it. It, This year blew by and I'm just dumbfounded, honestly, but hopefully this was helpful. Tune back in on Friday. Happy freaking new year. Again, I hope you're getting lots of rest, spending lots of time with family and friends and just enjoying yourself. And don't forget, it only takes one spark of an idea to create a wildfire of success. See you guys on Friday. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.